Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. It really shouldn't be this hard. But, uh, I gotta be honest, baby. Uh, I don't even know where to begin right now. Um, perhaps with, I'm truly sorry that I miss you. That I hurt when you're not around. <laughs> and I know, I know, I know, baby. I have promised you in the past, and I've let you down, but I, I swear, I'm a different man now. I have changed, and I fully understand why you can't trust me, but I swear, I swear on my life, I swear on my over and under Ruger Red Label that I will never, ever, and I mean ever, pet. Another Labrador tree for as long as I live. <laughs> oh, God. I love you. Oh, Bessie. Oh, Bessie. I just knew. I just knew you'd take me back. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Bessie, man, what have you been eating? Your breath is vile. I take back everything I just said. Welcome. Welcome to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, where they're changing the way you look at the outdoors. The studio lines are now open at 785-846-7647. Well, today we're offering up a guide to gun dogs. And joining us will be legendary dog trainer Tom Dockett. He's legendary, Jeff. That's right. Garmin's Ted Gardner, Jeff Fuller from Sporty Dog Adventures, Field of Dreams gun dog blogger, Chad Love. We love this guy. He's full of love. What if he plays tennis? Plus, Unpro Fishing's Chance Orth and Nick Rhodes with Wildlife Property. And it's all being powered by Ram Trucks. Guts. Glory. Ram. And RamTrucks.com. But hey, Jim, I'm taking this very serious, and uh, we got mail, buddy. It's time for the Revolution Mailbag. You got mail. Good job sticking with the beat, bud. That was terrible. <laughs> you got mad. Anyways, it comes from a little rainbow ninja in San Francisco, <laughs> California. That's a good spot. And she writes, Jim and Trav, <laughs> dogs are soulful, heartwarming, and intelligent animals. And how dare you rednecks in this next part is in parentheses, the so-called hunting community try and dumb them down by training them to hunt for sheds. Are you serious? <laughs> well, I guess only misguided gun toters would find the humor and training a dog to look for an outbuilding. <laughs> well, well, we love you, little rainbow ninja. Little rainbow ninja, that was uh, uh, quite a heartfelt email there. 
But um, on the heels of that, I think we ought to turn our attention to Mr. Tom Dockin. He has Dockin's Oak Ridge Kennels, and he is the premier shed dog trainer. And uh, due to the rapid expansion and popularity of the shed hunting sport, Thomas actually founded the North American Shed Hunting Dog Association and the World Shed Dog Hunting Championship. And um, I guess my question is, Tom, did you ever think that five, six, seven years ago that the sport of shed hunting would have blown up into um, what it has become today. Well, you know, I really wouldn't have. But, uh, yeah. you know, I'm an, I'm an avid uh, bow hunter myself as well as a bird hunter. And I think a lot of people out there, they've been shed hunting for a long time, walking around in the woods and, and uh, finding sheds. And now the fact that we've kind of brought it to the forefront that, hey, how about that hunting dog that you've got at home? You can actually go out there, increase your odds of finding some more sheds. Yeah. And not only you know, not only that, but in, you know, you're able to enjoy them in another season, which is that springtime shed hunting season. Yeah. Now I've got a I've got a black lab named Harley, and he's about mm-hmm. four years old. And- wait, wait, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Let me just interject something. Jim and I worked together, and Harley came to my house. I had to babysit one weekend. And he just want to go back. Four years ago, <laughs> he has been with me. He, anyways, I just wanted to anyhow, put that in there. Anyhow, can you teach an old dog a new trick like this? You know, you can because most of the dogs that we get in for training are dogs that are already existing hunting dogs or, or have a little bit of age on them. And, and all we're doing is uh, teaching them to retrieve something, uh, you know, in addition to what they already do. So, you know, think about it. If you're throwing uh, rubber dummies, canvas dummies, or or one of our deadfall trainers for your dog, it's not a bird. So if you have a dog that has a high retrieve instinct, all we have to do is get that dog switched over onto an antler. And it's way easier than what most people think. Yeah, now, Tom, what is the ideal age to start training your dog for anything, whether it's waterfowl, upland, or shed hunting? When do you feel as though that dog is ready for it? Well, I got to tell you, you know, the minute that you pick that puppy up from the breeder, you know, really? the first day that you get him home, it really starts right then. And your basic obedience will start as soon as that puppy will take a treat out of your hand. And, and you know, if you've got a dog, as soon as uh, he knows that there's something in your hand, I mean, he's going to come running to you if you just give him a little cue signal like his name. <laughs> so, you know, day one, within probably within three days, we have a puppy already running and coming to us. By day five, he's coming and sitting. Really? At the end of the first week, come sit, lay down. You know, keep in mind, we're treat training with a puppy, so it highly motivates them, even though the end result <laughs> is to be treat training as they get a little more age. I think that that's one thing people don't don't understand is, is that, you know, these puppies are ready to start working, you know, as soon as you get them home. You just have to find something that motivates them. Yeah, no, Tom, there's something I actually want to touch on real quick here, and that's keeping our dogs well hydrated, And um, because let's face it, Today's hunting dogs are workhorses, and they will run themselves in the ground. And so I feel as though that people aren't as vigilant as they should be when it comes to keeping their dogs well hydrated and uh, providing them with uh, clean water. And uh, here's something to prove my point. It's actually in uh, South Dakota in 2003, opening day of pheasant season, all right? 130 dogs died. Holy from God. heat exhaustion. You know, you're talking about shed hunting. You do that in the spring. It's typically warmer. Actually, I was just out last weekend with Jim, and we found some sheds. I picked it up with my mouth. Yes, people are still doing this, and people need to be very vigilant about this and making sure that they keep themselves and their animals uh, well hydrated, huh? Well, you know, I was out there in 2003 that were, opening weekend. Were so you? I, I was there. We hunted about 15 minutes and bagged it. Said, nope, we can't do it. Serious. People got to understand. 
the dogs are not going to quit. Yep. They're not going to look out for their own well-being. So, you know, <laughs> we have to be stewards for them and know that, hey, enough's enough. You figure that you're up above the grass in a tot, think of what they're dealing with down in the grass. So that was a catastrophe that yeah. year. And once again, I mean, we have to be looking out for our animals because they do not know when to say when. Yeah. Now, you actually just recently got a dog for Lee and Tiffany Lacasse called Tank. Now, you trained him to be a shed hunter as well as an upland hunter, right? Right. Yeah, we kind of uh, multi-purposed him. We we found this puppy for Lee and Tiffany, and, and uh, Lee said, hey, you know, I want a shed hunting dog. And, you know, obviously they've got some fantastic shed hunting where they're at. As a matter of fact, uh, Tank will be visiting me next week, and... And we'll be uh, tuning him up a little bit and then getting ready to go to Deerfest in Wisconsin. And he's mm. going to show off some of his shed hunting skills there at uh, at, at Deerfest. Yeah. Now, Tom, um, a lot of trainers, and I know you've heard this, um, they don't believe in treat training. They don't believe in, uh, they say the kids will ruin your dog and that only one man should give that dog commands as to not um, confuse him. Is this true? Do we really kind of need to keep them segregated so that when they do get out in the field, they perform um, to uh, their greatest potential? Well, dog training's changed so much within the last 15 to 20 years that, you know, a lot of the techniques that we used back then, you know, really aren't used now. You know, socializing is such a big part of raising a puppy. And, you know, if you've got kids in the house, you know, what better way to socialize a puppy, you know, than with human beings? And, you know, and, and just by default, that puppy is going to see just darn near everything if, if kids are involved in their life. Getting to the command standpoint, you know, you do have to be consistent. But yeah. the whole idea here is, is let's stick with just some basic rules, you know, and everybody in the family stay with those rules, and you're going to be in good shape. You know, uh, treat training, like I said, it's, it's a beginning stage. Mm-hmm. We deal with that probably till about 12 weeks of age. Then we make a transfer from treat and leash. And then we go leash, and then gradually we get to the off-leash. So treat's just a beginning phase for us. Ultimately, we want the dogs, you know, working for that praise reward. So that that's where we're really headed in the long run. But, you know, you have... You know, twelve. You know, you got a twelve-week-old puppy. You get the puppy when it's seven weeks old. You got like about five weeks that you know you're not going to be able to horse a puppy around to get him to do what you want to do. You're going to get him sour. So yeah. it's a good motivational tool, but everything has its place in time. Um, would you mind taking my kids and working with them? <laughs> if you could do this with dogs, you could do wonders you know with kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we want to find out more about the uh, shed dog training, or we want to find out about some of the dock and products that you have. Exactly. Where do we everything. go to, Tom? Well, uh, everybody, they can go to shed dog trainer. Dot com. Wow. And uh, you have our full line of training products, all the dealers that are out there that handle them. But more importantly, you know, it's a lot of fun for people to go to our trophy room, which shows people with their dogs, with uh, with the shed antlers they found. Uh, people can send their pictures in. And then also it's got the events page. It's going to tell you what's coming up, what events are going to be coming up. Also, uh, what shows we're going to be at as far as doing seminars and and educating people on how to uh, actually get their own dogs to learn how to shed hunt. Well, once again, that was Tom Dawkins. He's got Dawkins Oak Ridge Kennels. You can find him online. He is an excellent, excellent trainer. This has been brought to you by Ram Trucks. You can find him at ramtrucks.com and Cabela's, the world's foremost outfitter, at cabelas.com. But coming up here right after break, we're going to hear from Ted Gardner. He's with Garmin. And this is The Revolution. Join the debate, and you can find it on the Revolution blog at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. 
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. There are some things in life that defy explanation. Sleeping out under a few billion stars on a clear western night, for example. Or the thrill of being in the saddle and running with the herd. Words can't do justice to the scope of those experiences. Such is the case at Ram, where the new 1500 is so loaded with performance and personality that any attempt to describe it falls short. You simply have to climb aboard and take it for a run to fully appreciate what it means to ride on top. Guts, glory, Ram. The newest 390 horsepower Ram 1500 with an available 5.7 liter Hemi V8 that gets up to 20 MPG plus a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. MPG based on highway EPA estimates. See a dealer for a copy of the powertrain limited warranty. Ram and Hemi are registered trademarks of Chrysler Group, LLC. The LC9 Centerfire Pistol, a compact, powerful 9mm pistol, perfect for personal protection. The full-featured 7-round LC9 has a 3-dot sight system, checkered grip, and smooth edges for easy holstering. Ideal for discreet carry, the LC9 is also a full-power, no-compromise backup pistol, incorporating the rugged reliability Ruger is known for. Visit Ruger.com LC9 or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger LC9, it's mine, and it's American. Now Red, he's the damnedest dog that I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, sing it, Blake! Got a nose that can smell a two-day trail. He's a four-legged tracking machine. <laughs> you know, I'm embarrassed for you. I really shouldn't sing. But anyways, that's Old Red for Blake Shelton on a self-titled album. Blake Shelton came out in 2002. Awesome song. Great album. But anyways, that song ties in perfectly with today's topic because we're paying tribute to those hard-working hunting dogs. And I don't even like to say that because in my house, we don't like to use the dog word. You never cease to amaze me, Trav. No, seriously. And uh, Ted... Who's Ted, Trav? Ted, that is actually Ted Gardner. And uh, he just phoned us at 75-846-7647. And he's a spokesperson for Garmin. Obviously, they make some of the finest navigation systems, e-collars, tracking devices, just a little bit of everything. You know, it's it's really kind of hard to pin you guys down on one specific item that you make because obviously... Um, you you guys are extremely prolific at anything that has to do with electronics and their wonderful products. But um, I said all that to say, Jim, you can't remember, can you? I forgot what I was getting at. <laughs> oh, no, I, I remember now. Um, In my house, my wife and I, we don't even like to refer to them as dogs because honestly, we look at them as though they are one of our children because we have two little girls and they call them, um, both of them, their brothers. And so just as my child, I would protect them. I love them. They're my buddies. And we feel as though they are an extremely integral part of um, our family. Oh, absolutely. I've got three bird dogs, and, and uh, I always try to have two that are, you know, full of gas. My my older one is now an inside dog, and, <laughs> and uh, she's taken very well to it, particularly in this 100-degree weather we've been having. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, they're, 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 they're buddies. They're, they're hunting buddies. They're members yes. of the family. And, totally. And, uh, you know, some of the best times uh, that I've ever encountered, I, I've encountered them with my dogs. Yeah, well, you know, um, it's no big surprise that Tritronics was just bought out by Garmin. And uh, actually, my wife just picked me up the other day, one of your navigation units. It's your 1490 Limited. This thing has all the bells and whistles, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> um, You need to come help me. Yeah, those those automotive units are slick. I mean, you can you can do just about anything with them. Uh, they're super simple to use, and, and they'll get you anywhere in the nation with just a couple 
pushes of the screen. Yeah. Now back to the main thing. I just had to say that because it's really cool, and I'm still trying to actually this he morning. Play with I was toys. playing with it this morning at my desk. But um, man, Ted, you got to feel sitting on your Astro line of dog tractors because right now this is one of the hot ticket items right now that everyone seems to be buying up. So why don't you give us the scoop on all the benefits that one of these Astro trackers can award um us hunters. Well, our our dog tracker is the uh, the Astro GPS dog tracking system, and and we rolled it out in 2007, and mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of a, a device that came about from me and a couple other guys hunting, uh, and and we wanted to settle that age old argument of all right, how far did our dogs run today? <laughs> I know I'm dog tired, but how far did they run? And we basically duct taped an E-Trex uh, to their collar. <laughs> nice. And then awesome. at, at the end of the day, around the campfire. Uh, we downloaded their tracks to the map, and we could see all this cool sort of stuff. About that time, we also had some walkie-talkies that were coming out uh, called the Rhino. So we said, hey, what if we marry uh, the Rhino, some, something like that, and, and put it on our dogs and track it? And that's exactly what you, what you do with the Astro. You track uh, 10 dogs up to 7 miles. Uh, and uh, It's a terrific, terrific unit. If you haven't used one, uh, you'll never let your dog down uh, without putting it on once you tried it. Every great story starts with a dog and a roll of duct tape. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> and that is the 900th reuse for yes, duct tape. And you know from right then and there, this story is only going to go uphill. <laughs> yeah, <seriously. laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> well, the funny part about it, I mean, it makes it so easy to keep yeah, track of your dog. Now, how many times have you been in a large cornfield? And out here in western Kansas, we got four square miles sometimes of cornfield. Mile after mile after mile. And you don't know where your dog's at. Absolutely. You know, whether, and whether it's in a cornfield, whether it's up in, in, you know, the deep woods, the grouse yep. woods of Minnesota, uh, it doesn't take much to get, you know, to, to lose sight of your dog. And, and I don't know about y'all, but, uh, I've been on this earth long enough and shot enough guns that my hearing isn't what it used to be. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, to be able to just look down and silently see where your dog is without having to holler so much. Yes. Uh, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, this is also perfect. You got some teenage daughters. Slip it in their purse. <laughs> this way, you know, you're Put not going to be seen. Yeah, <laughs> du- duct tape it to the back. You're not going to be seen following like 100 yards behind him. You can lag back like two miles, <laughs> kind of follow him around. Uh, I'll let you take that up with the authorities. <laughs> I'm not going there. But, uh, Ted, if we want to find out more about you guys real quick before we go on with this interview, where can we head to online to do this? Real simple. It's www.garmin.com. Uh, and if you want to call up and, and talk to one of our guys here, you can dial 800 800 1020. Oh, That's wow. 800 twice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Okay. Now, before we went on the air, you were talking about when you go out with your dogs and you're hunting a big field, uh, you can keep track of where you have been and you can see where you haven't been. That's kind of a neat uh, feature. Yeah, you know, like out in western Kansas, for example, you see yep. you're you're in a big CRP area, and you see this one little you know thing of of, of bushes or something, and and you you look at it, and you look down at your unit, and you say, you know what, my dogs haven't looked at that yet. Mm-hmm. So you can move them over to there, uh, you know, to areas that look particularly birdy or, or that sort of thing, and and really get a good idea of of where you've hunted and where you haven't, and and all that is. Basically, uh, as a breadcrumb trail is what we call it, right on your handheld. Mm-hmm. Now, what does one of these run, you know, price-wise? Uh, they run about $600. That's uh, not bad. No, it's really not. You know, and I'll, I'll tell you what, um, a, lot of, a lot of hunters have said, oh, I don't need one of those. But I'll tell you what, after the first time they lose their dog yeah. for an afternoon, uh, you know, it ruins an afternoon of hunting at, at 
at the best. Yeah. Um, 600 bucks is pretty easy for them to plunk down after. Well, and these things last a lifetime if you take care of them. They really do. They do. They do. Um, the only thing I would suggest is tie that sucker to your body because I've been out before. <laughs> and unless you've got it on a lanyard or something, uh, you're asking for it, just like an e-collar yes. uh, remote or anything like that. You know, unless you have very trustworthy friends, <laughs> I'd keep a close eye on it because I know it, I have ver- some very handsy friends that, you know, oh, since uh, Trav owns it, he won't mind if I borrow it for eternity. Well, you not know? only that, but all your honey holes are, are marked. Yeah, that's there, right. Too. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Your wife also knows you went to the donut shop. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Again. Uh-huh. Well, you know, this this marriage between Tritonics and, and Garmin has got to be the best of the best. Well, we'd like to think so. Uh, it's certainly got the the uh, dog world talking out there. I've I've been speaking with a lot of, of trainers, breeders, and everything, and, and they are uh, they are really, really excited and saying, "Hey, well, you know, give, you know, when when can I start field testing this stuff?" And I got to say, look, guys, the ink's got to dry first. But <laughs> um, you know, it is. It's it's an exciting marriage, and and it's one that we think, um, you know, is is going to really, really work out well. Oh yeah. Well, hey, Ted, we got about forty five seconds before we got to get to this ad break. So uh, why don't you go ahead and hand out your contact info uh, one last time, man? Real easy. www.garmin.com. And uh, if you want to call and talk to a human being, dial 1-800-800-1020, and you'll talk to somebody right here in beautiful and sweltering Olathe, Kansas. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Ted Gardner. He is with Garmin. That is right. And now Garmin is with Tritronics. They are bedfellows. I used to think that was bad when I was little, Ted. But uh, anyways. Well, we found out it's good now. Yes. In certain situations, it can be good. This is all being powered by Ram Trucks. Man, you can find them at RamTrucks.com and Otis Technology. That's OtisTech.com. And how about NRA Blog? That's NRAblog.com. But coming up right for break, we're going to hear from Chance Orth with Unpro Fishing. So we are the revolution. Scooby Doo is the best. Long live the Scoobster. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Stay right there. We'll be right back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Searching for a prestigious Kansas hunting property? Wildlife Properties has what you've been dreaming of. Owl Creek Hideaway is a 155-acre property located in the Big Buck country of southeast Kansas with two stocked bass ponds, nearly one and a quarter miles of creek, and more than 75 acres of income-producing CRP. This property is an all-around sportsman's paradise, sprawling timber highlighted by mature stands of oak and walnut and surrounded by productive crop fields. All the Habitat elements are in place for producing trophy deer and turkey. Located a short distance from Wichita, Topeka, Kansas City, or Tulsa, and priced under 200 k this hunter's paradise won't be available for long. For more info or see a list of all farms wildlife properties have to offer, visit MyWildlifeProperty.com. That's MyWildlifeProperty.com. Or call Nick Rhodes at 785-282-6145 today. Get her done. <laughs> I'm on a first 
last name basis at the tackle shop. You're listening to the Revolution with Jim and Trav, and the phone lines are open. Just call us 75 846 7647 and don't forget to hook up with a uh, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Hook up with us on the web at outdoorshowsnetwork.com. But that laugh right now, everybody in America now knows it. It's got to be Chance Orth. Just one of the Umpro fishing guys. Chance, dude. <laughs> That's right. How's it going, buddy? Not too bad. How you doing, Chance? Oh, you know, I'm just sitting here watching a little TV right now. No chillaxing. But, you know, Chance, like you're saying during this last ad break, is that pretty much right now the fishing up there has gone the way of the economy. You know, you're in a little bit of a low. <laughs> right. You're feeling a slump. The bite has really slowed down. But, you know, like you were saying, it's 100% attributed to these dog days of summer we all seem to be facing right now because just like up there and down here, I tell you, the past couple of weeks has been absolutely relentless. This heat has just been a scorcher, and it has had a tremendous effect on the bite and a negative one at that. And so, you know what, dude, it's it's not like these puppies are just yipping. They be howling, brother. You're telling me it. See, I was looking forward to this time of year uh, all winter. And now that, it, now that it's come, I want something else. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that just like Americans, though? We, we complain until we get what we want, and then we don't want it. See, That's right. it is true. The grass is greener on the other, <laughs> the other side, side of the fence. It is, though. And or the, the water's and the colder. The always better downstream. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Or up around the bend. But, you know, obviously, you know, guys, us outdoorsmen and women, we are persistent and nature so even though that bite might have slowed down we're still gonna get out there and go fishing we're still gonna get out there and have a great time so chance maybe what's some new unpro tactics some new things you guys are testing out that could possibly help us hook up with that big old unker well i tell you it's rough uh i've been trying everything out there um luckily my main man jim ferguson is (laughs) helping me out with a couple of pointers uh evidently you try uh uh, taking a big spoon or, you know, a medium-sized daredevil, what right. have you, and uh, yeah. drop it down. Is that what you're saying, Yeah, Jim? yeah, just take a silver a silver daredevil. Uh, pretty hefty, though, because you, you're going to be fishing deeper water, obviously. And, and yeah. put, put uh, like, two size treble hooks larger than you have on it now, okay? And just kind of pull it up. You can see the fish on your, on your death finder, and you just kind of flutter about six, eight inches above and just kind of, you know, jig it like you would uh, ice fishing. Okay, and sometimes let it float, let it flutter down past them, and then jerk it up real quick. And uh, usually on the either on the second fall or the up, they'll go after it. Just digging right beside the boat. Yeah, that's it. Well, I'm gonna have to give that a try. See, I've been out. I got a bum knee. I was playing uh, family (laughs) baseball on the Fourth of July, Uh and my cousin overthrows the ball into the woods, and I went, I went charging in there. I made a leap like a gazelle. It was beautiful. (laughs) You guys should have seen this jump. And you didn't stick it. And (laughs) And he got poison ivy. (laughs) I landed on a log and just crunched my knee. Uh Oh Uh, man, that sucks. But what also sucks and this is kind of sad chance is that your main man is Jim Ferguson. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> Holy cow. Now, a chance, if we want to find you guys online to perhaps just better educate ourselves on everything <laughs> unpro, what do we need to head for, buddy? Yeah, please check us out at unprofishing.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same thing, follow us on Twitter at unprofishing. If you type us into Google, as Travis pointed out before, Google just hates Unpro for some reason. <laughs> you type uh, unprofessional fisherman into Google, they're going to say, do you mean pro 
little fisherman. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we don't that, mean that. No, that's not us. <laughs> we are not professionals. You can tell that. You watch our videos. You'll get the gist. Well, here's the gist. We got mail, guys. It's time for the Revolution Mailbag. Well, as Susan of Fort Worth, Texas writes, Hey, Unpro, when you can release some new vids or perhaps just a tease... Then I'm Mark. Where's he from? Uh, Seattle. He wrote, hey, Chance, I need my unprofix. Where's the goods, dude? <laughs> right. Now, you see, Chance, people are needing something. They're needing their unpro. And uh, you're going to start having to release, like, a, a two-minute tease or something to pique people's interest and to keep them locked in. Agreed. Yeah, they were gonna... and, and I want to give them more, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out there making the raw footage, but the thing is, our uh, video editor, J.C. Catlin, uh-oh. And bless J.C. Catlin for all the unpaid work he's done for us. <laughs> he has got a baby on the way, and he's oh. just crazy busy. Well, obviously, he hasn't done enough work then. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. So, anyway, in the meantime, Is that he's the guy that had the... the rest of us to do uh, a little uh, limited video editing. Yeah, now, is that the same guy that had the wedding? Oh, no, that was Chris Wilger. He's another one of our arm pros. He's a little, he's probably one of our better fishermen. <laughs> he, <laughs> he works for the DNR here in Wisconsin. Yeah, so he's not, a, he's not a friend to everyone, but <clears throat> real good guy. Yeah, well, you're, you're the only guy that would take a salamander into a wedding. <laughs> that was a mud puppy. Well, that was a, <laughs> get it right, Jim. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, see, oh, that was a real hit with the ladies. Yo. <laughs> yeah, a mud puppy and a flat, a small flathead catfish. We brought up on the dance floor, and I wasn't even thinking about it. But here, that that flathead is swinging back and forth amongst all these well dressed young ladies. And if that would have bumped one of them, that would have really stung. <laughs> That's it. That would have sucked. So, what is maybe some upcoming trips that Unpro is going to be uh, going on, man? Actually, we're leaving uh, Thursday for a long weekend up on the Chippewa Flowage here in really? northern Wisconsin, the second biggest lake in in Wisconsin, or body of water. It's a damned river. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a home of, um, or former home of world record muskie. It's a great muskie water. Now, muskie, isn't that the fish of uh, 10,000 cats? Seriously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what they say. You know, Have you ever caught a muskie before? Oh, yeah, you know, really? I, I catch muskies, but it's always when I'm fishing for something else. You know, <laughs> he, you just kind of... <laughs> he can catch a muskie, catch a- but not a decent crappie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have ne- I have never caught a muskie. Neither has Jim. No, well, they're no. not as common down by you boys. No, <laughs> no you, you got to go a long ways. But no, actually, I think it was just last year. Jim went on like a four day expedition. Yeah, I did everything Didn't to try to get catch one. a single muskie. <laughs> well, actually, I had one on for about twenty seconds. Oh, it did came you? up, jumped out of the water, looked me in the eye, and threw the uh, the plug that was the size of a baseball bat. <laughs> They'll do that. They always try and make eye contact with you. Well, he did, or she did. I they're, guess it was. They're intimidating. Yeah, yeah. And, they and give it, you a little go to hell look. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he came up out of the water and just looked me in the eye. And th- this plug, honest to God, it was the size of a Louisville slugger. Like one of those little miniature Louisville sluggers. Yeah. Yep, I mean, you know yep. what it's like. Holy cow, you try to work those things. Yeah. I was tired. Oh, it'll just tire you out casting those all day. Now, go. one last time, man. You got to hand out your uh, your web address. I'll do that. Uh, Unprofishing.com, and that'll link you right to all our videos. Um, not that many, as you're pointing out. And, and uh, Unprofishing is our Twitter handle. So check us out there, too. I'm in charge of most of our 
of our tweets, and uh, you'll find a lot of real, real high quality wisdom on there. <laughs> They're unprofessional, and if this is a word, unprolific. <laughs> <laughs> unprolific. Yeah, I'm tweeting about once every three days. You're not gonna get sick of me. Yeah, there you go. He's there burning you. up the web. Hey, we've been talking with Chance Ord. Hold on for a second. Can you find? Because I think I did this the other day. Can you type what? in unprofessional fisherman or unpro fishing? Yeah, 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 you can type in either. We own both of those. Okay, so. yeah, because I've typed in both before, and they both work. So I just want to make sure. Yeah. Anyway, you can't really screw it up. And live bait <laughs> came up. Yeah, and live bait came up, and Chance Orth is holding it. Anyways, <laughs> Chance, also, we want to make an announcement. Soon, the UnproCast is going to be featured on our website, and they're going to be regular contributors Right here on the show. Holy Heck yes! Yeah. Heck yeah! Yes. We're going to get some real sassy, half-naked pictures for you guys to put up there on your site. That sounds spooky right there. <laughs> this is The Revolution. It's brought to you by Ram Trucks. I hope they don't hear that. Yeah. Uh, you can find them at ramtrucks.com and Ruger Farms. Look them up as well at ruger.com and Otis Technology at otistech.com. But coming up after the break, we're going to hear from Nick Rose from Wildlife Properties, and he's going to answer a question. Hold on, I can't find it. Um, from Jeff Hawkins, sorry about that, in Lexington, Nebraska. So this is the revolution, and we're jamming out to Michael Waddell's Bone Collector, Weapons of Bass Destruction, because that is a kick-bass day. To haul around me and my buddies and my weapons of bass destruction. All right, let's hit a break. Before, during, and after the show, the revolution continues 24-7 at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Otis Technology, the most advanced gun care system in the world. Visit OtisTech.com. That's O-T-I-S-T-E-C dot com today. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores with the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. Cabela's, celebrating 50 years as the world's foremost outfitter. Hey, this is Jimmy Houston here to tell you about the incredible fishing in Kansas. With so many lakes, reservoirs, ponds, streams, creeks, You'll find everything, largemouth bass, crappie, walleye, and my favorite cousin, the old Wally catfish. Learn more about the great fishing in Kansas at www.travelks.com. It sits above the mantle on a couple rusty nails. Oh, Granddaddy's Gun. Talk about a B.A. song. What a great song. It is a great song. Thank you for that. Michael Waddell's Bone Collector. Ten great songs to get you ready for every single season. That ain't no lie. You know what? I have just declared it. We better hit up Twitter. You know why? No, you're going to tell me why. This is a two-sock album. You got to wear two socks that day? Got to wear two socks. That's a heck of a deal. That's right. You better be a Boy Scout and come prepared. (laughs) What's Boy Scout? This album is going (laughs) to knock one pair of them off. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Unless you don't want blisters, pack two pair of socks. Didn't know where you were going. (laughs) (laughs) And now that I've just wasted... 30 seconds of our time. We must turn our attention to Mr. Nick Rose with Wildlife Properties. Man, Brosef, what's up, dude? What's Brosef? You haven't heard that in a long time, have you? I've never heard it. <laughs> Do you remember well, that? You. 
I do. I do. I remember that uh, that phrase well. And, you know, I'm really disappointed that it hasn't kept going on through the generations. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. It's kind of a lost, uh, lost yeah, art. Yeah, these days, they just don't have a good vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all abbreviated text messages. So, yeah, exactly. You know, they, well, they, don't have the, they don't have the cool slangs like we do. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of cool text, we've got one from a Jeff Hawkins of Lexington, Nebraska. Was this really in a text? Well, no, it was on. It was an email. And now it's time for the Revolution Mailbag. You see, Jim, I knew it was an email and not a text. I wanted to sound like I was cool. <laughs> You're not, I, though. I was kind of doing that transition. <laughs> I it. like it. You're trying to be hip. You're a hipster. Jeff writes, <clears throat> I've been talking to a banker. That's your first problem. Don't talk yeah. to those guys. I've been talking to a banker friend of mine who told me that the land is really overpriced these days and there is sure to be a crash sometime soon. I'm in the market to purchase land, and this is obviously concerning me. What is your position on this issue? This guy is not very optimistic. (laughs) (laughs) No. So it's kind of sad. But the part that Nick liked is he's in the market to buy. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Right. right. Yeah. No, and if this guy's in the market to buy, of course I'm going to tell him all all the stuff I want him to hear. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) but seriously, um, so do I feel like there's going to be a bubble anytime soon with land? No, I don't. No, I honestly don't. And, and we've talked about this, and we've talked about several reasons why this is not going to happen. Uh, one is because you've got these bankers out there that are very fearful, and, and rightfully so. You know, We've seen what's happened with the housing market, and yeah. everything has really crashed with that. The economy has been super sluggish for the last several years. So there's a lot of reasons to be pessimistic. But if you look at land values, and especially when you're talking about agricultural land, farmland, those values have stayed strong oh, yeah. and have, in most cases, increased significantly over this time of great economic depression that we've had. And so that in of itself speaks a lot about the value uh, of land and, and how it is affected by different economic factors than, you know, what when, when people typically think of property, I think people typically think of their house. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. You know, your house is not what is valuable. The land that your house sets on is the value. You know, mm-hmm. when you build a new house, you build a million dollar house. The day after that construction is over, that house begins to depreciate in value. Yeah, you know, that that thing starts to wear out, and someday it's going to crumble and just be ashes. But you will always have the land that that sets on, and that is what has the value. So, uh, you know, take that principle out of the city and put it into a rural environment where that land is producing something. Exactly, uh, is, is generating revenues, is generating production ground for grazing livestock, or it's producing corn that goes into feeding livestock, feeding people, ethanol blend, you know, whatever it might be, you know, you have production value in land. And, and that's why its value and its economic factors are, are totally separate than, than what you've seen with like a housing bubble. You know, I don't really see how there could be a bubble on land because our population as a whole keeps growing exponentially. So that demand on food production will never cease. It just keeps increasing daily. So that's one factor I don't think he's going to have to worry about. But, you know, for the last umpteen years, uh, farmland has been relatively immune to deflation and a suppressed economy. So I don't really think that old uh, Jeff Hawkins here really has too much um, to worry about, Nick. 
The other thing that uh, you know really wasn't a big factor 10 to 20 years ago, and we talk about it every day on your show, is the recreational people yeah, out there. Whether exactly. it's hunters or it's, it's people that simply just want a place out in the country that they get away to or they, they want to get back to those roots or whatever. Those places are becoming harder and harder to find. And with the hunting industry as a whole becoming so much more popular and commercialized, it costs money to go hunt someplace. So um, you guys, you and Jim can do whatever you want. Me and uh, Wilford Brimley, we're going to go invest in gold. <laughs> this is We're going to get Wilford some. Wilford Brimley? Yeah, we're going to get some insurance and, and go buy a lot of gold. <laughs> buy a piece of land and dig a hole and put it in. Buy it. gold! <laughs> I love those commercials. Everything's going to H-E-double-L. But not right. gold since 19. Right. You know, I mean, th- you hear this crap all the time. This is touted by a guy that spent time in prison. Yeah. <laughs> Wilfred Brimley did? No, 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 no. No, the other guy, the bald yeah, guy. The, oh, the infomercial guy. Yeah. Oh, right. that guy. Yeah. So, yeah. The, but, you know, in my, in my simple baseline, you know, answer to gold is, is uh, you know, just you can't enjoy gold. You know, it's not one of those things that even, even for most of the people out there that quote unquote own gold or own gold commodities, you don't have a big bar of gold that just sits in your hand and you can carry it around the house and, and, and do whatever <laughs> you do at night. <laughs> when you have land, you have something that you can enjoy. You know, you can go out there with your family. You can go out there with your friends. You can go out there and just stand on it and, and, and just... Uh, you can also get those those continual yields, like I said. It can produce yields for you year after year in addition to growing in appreciation. And gold, you can't do that. Well, see, I have to argue with you because have you seen Little Wayne of recent? Dude, that <laughs> dude has one heck of a grill, and there is a lot of gold in there. <laughs> He's awfully proud of it. But, Nick, um, we get, we're coming up to a break real quick. So if we want to find out more about you and wildlife properties, where can we head to online to do that? All you have to do is go to MyWildlifeProperty.com. That's www.MyWildlifeProperty.com. We also have a Facebook page, yep. Facebook forward slash MyWildlifeProperty. Uh, all the information is right out there about buying land versus gold, buying land as an investment, deciding how land will pay for itself. Those are all sample articles that you can find on our website. And once you've made all your research and decisions, then you can call me up, and I will sell you some land. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff Hawkins of Lexington, Nebraska, we appreciate the question. If you have any uh, thing that you'd like to write Nick about, what's your email address? You can get me at nick at mywildlifeproperty.com. That's N-I-C-K at mywildlifeproperty.com. Were you just drinking a wildlife espresso? <laughs> I was. You know, you caught me kind of mid, <laughs> mid-sentence there. I was... <laughs> Caught him in mid lurch. Burn my throat and drown at the same time. <laughs> That's tough. Well, hey, this is the revolution. is brought to you by Ram Trucks. You can find them at RamTrucks.com and Ruger Farms. Look them up as well at Ruger.com. But hey, coming up here right after the break is going to be Jeff Fuller with Sporting Dog Adventures. And you guessed it, baby. We are the revolution. It's just a double barrel twelve. The stock is cracked and it kicks like hell. It wouldn't mean what it means to me to no one. Hey! Fido! Quit barking! Call Jim and Trav at 785-846-7647 and give them some love. Oh, yeah. And they'll give it right back. It's the revolution. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. 
Voice America Sports. Who's watching your home when you're not there? It could be a burglar. Burglars prefer to break in when they think no one is home, and no one will stop them. Don't be an easy target for intruders. Protect your home with a free security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Pick up your phone right now and get free hardware, free medical and fire alert, and free activation. It's an $850 value. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer, at 1-866-669-8954. You'll get 24-hour protection, and there's no cost for parts or activation. Call now about a free security system monitored by ADT. Call 1-866-669-8954. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to this offer and protect your home license numbers. Call now, 1-866-669-8954. That's 1-866-669-8954. You like to fish? Want to fish like the pros? Subscribe to the only TV channel dedicated exclusively to fishing programming. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. That's right. WFN, the World Fishing Network, has nothing but fishing shows. Call your TV provider today to subscribe. And remember, every day is a great day for fishing with WFN. To learn more, visit worldfishingnetwork.com. That's Frankie Avalon. The album is the very best of Frankie Avalon and Fabian. That sweet track we just listened to, it's a classic, obviously. It's Hound Dog Man, the classic gem. (laughs) The studio lines are now open at 75-846-7647. You know what? Obviously, this week, we are paying tribute to the most selfless, loyal, and lovable four-legged animals on this dear planet. Cows? We're talking about Jim's wife and my dog. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, no, we're actually paying tribute to those hardworking sporting dogs. And like I said earlier in the show, um, we really look at our dogs as though they are our children. We love them a whole bunch. He looks like your kid. Well, out of all honesty, Jim, you have seen my children, and my dogs are better looking. <laughs> I hate you. Well, we're just being joined by Jeff Fuller, and he is the host of Sporting Dog Adventures, which can be seen on the Sportsman's Channel. And, uh, you know, Jeff, it seems like all sportsmen and women are a bit defensive, let's say, when their dogs are a touch on the heavy side. And this is especially evident when you bring it up. It's kind of like you're poking fun at their wife or something. (laughs) But I don't think they're quite grasping the importance of keeping their dogs healthy and in shape because, you know, heat-related deaths is one of the leading causes of death while in the field. And obviously, a dog's weight is the number one contributing factor to keeping um, a working dog cool. So obviously, a fat, out-of-shape dog would be more prone and likely to um, collapse and die while in the field. Absolutely is. You know, if you look at dogs, and I've had people where they say, well, my dog is only about 15 pounds overweight. Look <laughs> at that animal. They don't think it's that fat. I say, well, add that much weight to yourself, and a lot of guys would be adding 50 pounds. Yeah. How do you expect them to go out in the field and perform and not have issues? Exactly. Yeah. Now, you're in your first season of Sporting Dog Adventures, right? Yep, we are in season one right now. We're on in second quarter, and we're again on back in fourth quarter uh, this year. Yeah, before we went on the air, you talked about all of the dogs that you uh, used during that, you know, last year when you were filming. Give us some ideas of, of some of the better breeds that you actually hunted with. Well, I personally have a Labrador Retriever kennel, so we okay. use labs quite a bit. But we also used everything from, uh, what do we have, American Water Spaniels. We had our Nova Scotia Duck Tolling Retriever, mm-hmm. Flat Coat Retriever. 
Uh, we had some Brock Francais, which is a type of a pointer. Uh, we had American Water Spaniels, Golden Retrievers. We had, I think, right around 13 different breeds of dogs, either on our show or on our show in the uh, training segment. Now, what have you found to be one of the hardiest breeds of dogs for, let's just say, all-around hunting in general, Upland? Chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit biased on this one. I would go with the Labrador Retriever just because really? they are a phenomenal family dog to start with. They're a great water dog, and I think they're an above-average dog for upland hunting. So it's, it's really a nice dog if you want something that's a jack-of-all-trades. Yeah, well, now, um, a lot of people aren't nearly as concerned with having an adequate water supply for their dogs when they're out in the field as they should be. They can drink out of a puddle. Well, that's what they think. But here's the deal. You know, an average dog can lose up, I think, something like like a 50% of their body weight and muscle. However, if they lose 10% of water weight, that puts them right in range of possible fatal injury. Um, people really need to start paying attention to this and carrying fresh water with them at all times, huh? You've got to take water with you. When you have a dog drink out of a puddle, it's basically a cesspool with a different... Yeah problems that are in there and dogs can get all sorts of uh, different uh, infections from from water that can give them really bad gastro digestive problems oh that sounds wow. like what i had last night <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no that was just bad pizza and beer <laughs> okay big of a word i'm sorry it's early in the morning, I guess. <laughs> yeah now now in your program you hunt really a waterfowl upland game and so forth now but everything yeah what what is your favorite out there and 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 obviously you must use your labs although you said you use 13 different breeds why did you do that well, the, the show Sporting Dog Adventures, it's not Sporting Lab Adventures. We wanted to have a show that focused on dogs, on the work yeah. of their dogs, and not on a person and, and, and them being on TV. So we take these dogs out and we hunt them and try to keep them breed-specific on our hunts because some dogs are faster than others, some breeds are. So we'd hunt oh, yeah. these uh, tollers, which are a smaller stature dog that don't quite have the long legs of a lab out there in the field by themselves, and then take labs out and then take pointers out and just focus on the dogs and the love of working dogs in the field. Yeah. Now, um, Jeff, we're going to kind of touch on a hot button topic right now. And uh, even if we don't agree with you, stay on the line. What is your, <laughs> it might get a little heated here. What is your opinion? And we want honest opinion on force fetch. Force fetch is one of the ground, the basics of training. You get into your training and you have force fetch, you have your e-collar conditioning, and you have your obedience. And look at the training as building a house. You have to build the foundation of your house and have the foundation of your house down before your dog is going to be able to progress past certain levels. Force fetch is, think of it as conservation of game. If you have a dog that brings a duck back to the boat and the duck is stunned or winged and it drops it in the water, the duck dives down and gets in the weeds and you're not going to get that duck back. You just wasted that bird. Or in South Dakota, you have a dog that brings a winged rooster pheasant back where a 100 birds just ran through the area, drops it at your feet, and the bird takes off running and runs right back through where those 100 birds went through. The dog does not have the nose that deciphers, oh, this is the one with the broke wing. So it's a something you need to have accomplished as part of your training. So you're making them actually hold on to something for a longer period of time then? You're making them hold it until you tell them to release. You give them the release command, and then at that point, they will give you the bird. You know, over the past 20 years, I have hunted with dogs that were trained with the force-fetch manner, which is basically um, a negative stimulus, and also those that were trained in more of a passive, positive approach. And to be honest with you, man, um, while out in the field, I never noticed one ounce of difference in their performance. 
You know, I mean, that's my hey, personal it could be depending opinion. on the dog you hunted with, too. Well, of course, Jim. But uh, like Jeff was saying, this is such a fundamental piece of training, whether or not it's appropriate. I don't know. It's really not up for me to say. But um, heck, you know, it's like my kids. You don't do what I want. I'm going to twist your ear. <laughs> so um, anyways, that's probably a very wonderful thing to bring up right now. <laughs> but uh, real quick, if we want to find out more about you, Jeff, and your show, where can we head to online? Well, we are. We have our website on sportingdogadventures.com, and okay. we also have a Facebook page up. And uh, we're going to be back on Sportsman Channel starting September 28th. September, huh? Well, already everybody mark that down on your calendar. Sporting Dog Adventures will be back. That is with Jeff Fuller and uh, everyone. Make sure you check him out on his website. Pretty sure he's got a Facebook page and Twitter, so peruse it all. But uh, this has been brought to you by Ram Trucks. Of course, you can find it by going to RamTrucks.com. And how about Cabela's? They are the world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. And we are the revolution. You know those talk radio shows that are really funny and super informational? And you just love the hosts? Well, that's not us. We are the revolution. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball. From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Beware the man with one gun, for he probably knows how to use it. Never has this been more true than with the Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. The one rifle to have, if you could have only one. It's the perfect lightweight, hard-hitting, do-it-all bolt-action rifle. Affordable, versatile, and reliable. Delivers 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. Visit Ruger.com slash Scout Rifle or your local firearms retailer to learn more. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle. It's mine, and it's American. Have you ever fulfilled your dream of fishing in Alaska? Hi, Jim Ferguson here. There's nothing like Alaska. And if you want a true Alaskan backcountry lodge experience, go to Talsar Lodge. They have all five species of salmon as well as trophy rainbow trout. The great people from Talstar told me that if you still want to come up this year, they're offering deeply discounted trips as low as $1,625 for a five-day trip. Check out Talstar Lodge at www.talstarlodge.com. That's T-A-L-S-T-A-R Lodge.com and book your dream trip today. We want to give a special thanks to all of our 361 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, Mark Benary, and our guests such as Tom Duck and Ted Gardner, Chance Orth, Nick Rhodes, Jeff Fuller, and Chad Love. What, no tennis remarks? But uh, coming up next week on The Revolution, we'll be covering all things NRA and filling you guys in on what you need to know when it comes to our Second Amendment rights. We are Jim and Trav. So stay tuned because your local news weather... It's coming up next. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericasports.com
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.